What's up and welcome back to Propel's Talk episode 84 presented to you by Company Burger and Boot Crew Media. Make sure to go check out Company Burger located at 4600 Ferret Street, a proud sponsor of Propel's Talk. Stephen Offner in studio today, Ross Tivino out of studio again. Um, a lot of, I uh, got a lot of comments for us about your voice hmm. over the weekend. I'm sorry, when we did the podcast on Monday, <laughs> that seemed to have... Everyone was like, "Is he sick? Is what's going on?" It was it seemed was, to be a just a little, little just, just like I mean, just, <laughs> a little bit yeah. of a mic malfunction. Curveball! It was just a curveball. I like to keep everybody on their toes. Uh-huh. The fact that people caught it shows that we have some, you know, some consistent listeners. I like that. It was yeah. a test. Like sure. like uh, Gomez. Congratulations. So, um, Stephen, how you doing? Before we get to the uh good man we won the suck bowl last night Stop. he's so <laughs> negative it's ridiculous get out uh, no so, man uh great game last night it was, it was awesome. really fun to watch yeah it was, so. it was really good um and so first comment here that that sequence at the end of the game might have been the craziest thing i've seen in a long time it's so crazy it, it, it really was and let's let's uh let's bring up the clip here right so OKC inbounding. Clearly, Garrett Temple right here is trying to foul. Looks like he does foul him, and SGA actually puts it up. Could have probably been an and one there, Ross, as you were saying. Nails just a sideways fadeaway three. This guy, all the girls are getting excited. The guy's getting excited. And then Devontae, just an absolute bomb. Uh, oh, my God. Right in there. Is that the best game winner in Pelicans franchise history? Uh, mm, is that better than AD? Mm. No, mm, it was the probably the coolest. Considering everything around it, like the shot before, and to make you know what was it a sixty-one footer? Yeah, I mean it's wild. probably the coolest, but I don't think it's the biggest. Can you get, it's also again. We're can not, you get the audio? Like, yeah, we're not. Sure. We're not great teams. Go ahead, Ross. I said I, I couldn't hear. Could you get the audio? Joel's call was great. No, I, I don't have the audio on it because it, it mutes our mics. But Joel's uh, Joel's call was great. Antonio Daniels ex- like exploded too. It was a good one. So let's kind of dive into the game there. Um, brutal first half from the Pelicans, but you know Ross, you're starting to see it now. Brandon Ingram's a little bit more healthy now, um, and I know we're going to dive into that. He's playing at a at a all star elite clip right now, Ross. Yeah. What are you What are you seeing from him? Good. He was really good last night. I remember we said about a month ago, it was like he missed those couple games. He came back and it just, you could see that it was like a little bit of, I don't know, I don't want to say fatigue, but just he had to get back into kind of game shape. He looked like a little sluggish for a couple games there. He's mm. rolling right now. He is rolling. Steven? Yeah. No, it's fine, man. It was a really good game. He had his best game of the year last night. I can say that easily. Um, you know, considering that we've won, I think, you know, he had the 40 points yeah. the other night, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, with everything that comes, that was in a loss. So. But I'm glad you challenged me on this, Stephen. We, we kind of yeah. got a little spat last night, right? So his crunch time numbers are always the biggest thing with Brandon Ingram, sure. right? And so last night he went four or five in crunch time. I think he had ten points, went two or two from the free throw line. Great. The, the, my problem was is what you said last night on Twitter. What did I say? You said you something about oh, where are the clowns now? About Brandon Ingram and clutch time when we were the clowns talking about it two but, weeks ago, and also, and then somebody else replied to it. You said he's literally doing it every night. Okay, not. but he is, and Ross, I'm gonna get to you in a second. He is though. Like I don't like the whole crunch time number thing. Okay, I understand. Like that's very. It's a very. It's five minutes and it's got to be within five points and stuff like that. I can understand why numbers can be. To a certain extent, like how they can be, how they can look bad. Right. But, but Steven, over his last eight games, Ross, he's, he's shooting. I mean, he's, he's been unbelievable. 
unbelievable. Yeah. He's having like 25, shooting like some percent from the field. Those are the numbers I'm really interested in. I understand crunch time numbers. Yeah. It's tough. But I'm just saying it was it was a topic of conversation sure, that we had. I just don't like the, him being surrounded by just a bunch of role players is not fair right now, in my opinion, Ross. No, I yeah, <clears throat> I, he's been whatever. The crunch time thing is what it is. Um, I thought he was much better last night. I, I, and mm-hmm. what I liked was that, sure, the, the turnaround he hit with, you know, whatever it was, ten, eight seconds left on the clock. That's yeah. just a big time shot that only a handful of guys in the league can make. Mm-hmm. But the, a couple of possessions before that, he attacked down the middle, big layup. Um, so it was, it was it was different stuff, right? We didn't see him just settling for the the three dribble, um, you know, getting himself kind of pinned over there on the right side, and you know, taking a really tough shot. Yeah, sure, the one he made with eight seconds was a tough shot, but I thought he did a good job of getting into some different looks for a few of those shots. Um, and, and I wanted to, to go on set just talking about B.I. and talking about the shot. Valanciunas yeah. was great last night. I mean, granted, OKC doesn't really have anything that can match up with him, but he was a, a bona fide bully last night. Is he close to being an all-star? Do you think it's fair for him to be an all-star? I, I think if we I think if we were like 13 and 17, he probably would be very much in the argument. Um it's going to be tough for us to get two guys in. And I think if Ingram plays like this for another couple of weeks, he's got to be a lock. You think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. But I mean, you look at Valentinus. I mean, he went he's been really, 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 I mean, the whole year he's carried, yeah. I mean, I can't say carried the team. It's, it's one, it's going to be one of those unfortunate situations. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the Mike, the Mike Conley stuff for a bunch of years, Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. for a bunch of years, where it's like, man, this guy's really, really good. But there are other really, really good guys. I mean, you've got Jokic who's going to – there's just a lot of – I mean, there's some big guys in the West. It, it, it's unfortunate. Yeah, that, that's a tough thing. Yeah, it's an unfortunate position. Right. That's an unfortunate position. so well. So I wanted to bring this up last night, right? And so Sunday uh, I had a tweet out that, you know, Pelicans were going into the fourth down one and the next three to five minutes was going to be the game, right? So what Willie Green was – because Brandon Ingram goes out beginning of the fourth quarter. But JV was out beginning of the fourth quarter against the Spurs. Willie and, and the staff made a little bit of a tweak. So Brandon Ingram down three going to the fourth. They take BI out, but they sub JV back in. JV starts off the quarter three for three. I think he hits a three ball. I think he has seven points in like a two minute span. Pelicans take the lead. They're you know going back and forth, and then Brandon Ingram comes in and closes the game out. So I wanted to shout that out because it was a great adjustment there by the coaching staff of Willie understanding I can't have JV and BI both out in a close game here in the fourth quarter. Really nice adjustment. Starts JV. Wow. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, my God. I choked on my spin. Uh, starts JV there in the fourth quarter, Ross, and then they kind of you know go back and forth, and then obviously the DG winner. Yeah, that that's a that's a positive coaching thing. I did want to talk a little bit about uh, what we did inside the last twelve seconds yesterday. I mean, and, and this is where I, you know kind of lean on you, Justin, but because there's obviously a school of thought, right, where you foul up three inside twenty ish, thirty ish seconds, no matter what. Um, I, I don't subscribe to that. I, I thought the first foul yesterday was a really bad one. The one on her, there's, there's, yeah, there's something like, I don't even remember now, maybe nine seconds left on the clock. Um, maybe less than that. Cause I think it was actually after BI shot. So however many seconds there were on the clock, it, you know, it's kind of the same action. Shea Gilgis Alexander gets the ball at the top of the key and Herb goes with an immediate foul. We're up three. I, I think I'm, I'm, I would rather in that situation either 
just play straight up defense. If he gets by you, make him make a tough floater, make him pass it. I mean, there's still a chance of him missing a shot sure. at that point. Alexander had a great game. He was seven, seven or eight or eight from the line. All we did was basically let a second run off the clock and, and let them make two free throws to get back to one. I, I didn't like the foul in that spot. And I, I, I would have been okay with a foul in the next on the next frame when we're, you know, when we're, there's like three seconds and it looked like Temple was trying to foul. Thank God he didn't. I mean, Alexander makes a prayer, but I didn't like the first one. I thought the first one you let it play. Let it. Um, because, because what, because there's no guarantee he's going to make the shot, right? You've got a, you've got a long defender in Herb Jones on him. Let's just play it out real tough. I mean, absolute best case scenario for the, I guess best case scenario is an and one, but the best case scenario, he was already inside the arc. Um, you know, he, he maybe he burns three more seconds off, just trying to dribble around to get a good look. I, I didn't like it. I felt like we basically gave him two free points. We, we basically traded one second for two points and all it's the that debate did put that... the onus, all that did was put the onus back on us to make the two free throws, which we did. But it just didn't seem like, uh, it, to me, it was an unnecessary move when in reality, you could have played straight up defense there. Maybe misses the shot game over, right? Miss the shot, get the rebound, make your two free throws. You're up five with five seconds. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole um, debate. I, I, that's... Didn't, I didn't love it because you kept the game too close. Well, that's the debate like, with everything. And, and, and we'll get to Steve here in a second. But like, I I am, as a coach, and this happened actually a weekend ago, and we actually got in a huge debate, me and my friends and my, the coaching staff is, if you're up three, I'm fouling. I just am. I'm going to foul. I'm going to get my two big guys in. I'm going to box out. I'm going to rebound. I, I just, I've seen it. So, but like at the same time, you've seen it so many NBA. times where you don't foul, you hit the three. Yeah, it's not high school basketball. No, I understand. But you can get, yeah. you go get JV, Billy. Like you can call a timeout or you can just make that sub, get JV, Billy, and yeah. your, your biggest guys to box out, secure the rebound. And then, and, and if so, he makes it, you still have possession in the timeout and, and advance I, I just don't like Shea Gilgit. Like, I just see it so many times where a guy just hits a three, you tie, and then you go into overtime. I'd rather just foul, let him make two free throws, inbound the ball, and let us hit free throws, and then eventually keep playing that game. That That's just my take on it. Now, everybody has their own take on if they should foul up three, if they shouldn't foul up three. It's it's a huge debate. If you could, it, it, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, the, the issue for me there was who you fouled, and if you're so, if you're going to go that route, let's really fight a little harder to not let him inbound the ball to the guy that's already got 28 points and is seven and seven or eight or eight from the line. Um, <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah, I mean that's fair. So, Steve, I, I, I mean, we've got to let, let me get Steve. Better. Let me get Steven's. Let me get Steven's thought. Like up three, down three, foul I mean, no foul. I mean, it's it's, it's all either. situational. Like it's, it's really hard to say. You know, it, it, I, me personally, I mean, you also have to see how many fouls you have you know, left to give in the NBA. So mm-hmm. you can follow, make them inbound again if you do. But, I mean, if you're sitting in the way that the game was going last night, man, it ex- you knew who they were going to. <laughs> you knew who they were going right. to. So it's, it's, it's a rough go. I mean, if you just want to stick to your guns and that's your coaching philosophy, then, yeah, go, you know, follow them. And, right and, and that's what, like, Willie was just going to keep fouling, fouling, right. fouling. That was – I mean, if that if that's your coaching philosophy and that's the way that you want to go, then yeah, by all means. But yeah, I mean, I, I you can see it both ways, and it's like I said, Absolutely. it's it's situational. I mean, and in this situation, yeah, Ross, as soon as it gets to Shea, I would have fouled foul right immediately right there. Yeah, you almost when got yourself into a big pickle. Time. Yeah, you almost right. got yourself into a big pickle there because they uh, they let's be honest, they could have called a foul here. They could have called this right. As he catches, that's oh, a foul yeah, right that's there, it right there. Grab him, grab him before he can even get the shot off. But and then. 
like Ross, like to your and see if I'm going to cut you off, but there's four and a half seconds left. Say you get the mm-hmm. foul with three seconds left. You're securing the rebound. The game, they don't, I don't necessarily think they have a timeout. Game's basically. I, right. So, so no, like, I, I'm saying, I'm saying in, on that one, I was fine with the foul. There's four seconds left. Basically, if he misses yes, one of those free throws, one game, right. I'm talking about the one before when there was oh, like yeah, nine seconds. We basically, it, you just it's still the same situation. Was, all you, yeah, but well, it's not though, because there's, mm. there's still enough time. And all you did was trade two free throws for a second. So basically, you let them back within one with no time off the clock. I see what Without you're saying. I see what you're having saying. Having to do anything, and then and then and then now the onus is back on you. So in, in, instead of making them make a shot or get an open look, and you know, or get an off to or something, and all the while time is ticking, right? All you did was put the pressure back on your team now. Now you've got to inbound the ball, pray to God B.I. gets it, right? Because you, you don't want Herb Jones or, or somebody out there that's not comfortable shooting. So that first one, I, I thought I thought you could have played out the first one up three. Um, but, yeah, yeah. look. Whatever. It, it worked. Whatever. Thank God it, it worked it's, out. But It's a very debatable topic, and both sides are not wrong. So, like, yeah. you, right. you know, you can play it out, you can foul. Like, there, this is a not you're wrong, I'm right situation. There's mm-hmm. so many different times where both – both sides have been burned, right? So, like, I, I'm a big foul the guy. You see it all the time, makes the first free throw, misses it. Then this is the thing with the fouling, right? So if you make the first one, you can actually lose on that. If you miss the second one, gets right. it back out, hits a three. If you just play it straight up, the worst-case scenario is overtime. So I see both sides, who right? Wouldn't, who wouldn't – on the court last night, who wouldn't you foul? Because, like, if I'm looking at it, I like, get – Who like, wouldn't I have like, – Yeah, like, if, so if they so end that- – like that's if they the inbound the ball too. to somebody, it's like let him run it around, you know, because he's not going to try to make that shot. He's going to try to get it off, you know, to somebody else. Right, and that, and that that to me, I think is pro- was probably the other part. And, and this is always one of those like it's easier yeah, said yeah, than done. Like it's easier to say like, well, let's just keep the ball out of Shea Gilgis Alexander's hand, right? Make him foul anyone else. Yeah. I mean, those guys are. It's not that easy just to keep it out of his hands. But he was the only guy in the starting lineup that even shot a free throw last night. They yeah. didn't have another guy in <laughs> in the starting lineup that even sh- attempted a free throw. And that's why, and he went nine to nine. So that was sort of the whole point. Is like, if you go look at who they had on the court at that point, it's like, I'm fine with the strategy of fouling. Let's just literally just double him without anyone else, like literally anyone else. Um, but it is what it is. Like that was the 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 comments last night where we we never hit that shot. Like we, I mean, ever hit that shot <laughs> ever. And yeah, we yeah. Hit it. It was it, uh, was it was crazy. I want to address this comment, uh, Bryce. So it's actually. They were supposed to foul before the shot up, so it would have been two free throws instead of three, but I completely understand what you're saying here. Um, so let's get into a debate we got into <laughs> yesterday. Um, yeah, Ken Richard, Kenny Hustle. Kenny Hustle is, is – I wanted to throw up. Kenny <laughs> hey, he, he turned into Reggie Miller last night. It was ridiculous. Um, Want to get a debate last – yesterday the topic is Ben Simmons, um, mm. and there's been a lot of mm. – he doesn't fit Ross, right? And so I, I don't necessarily understand that because we're at a we're at a point right now, this franchise, that you can't turn away. Um, you can, actually, I'll go to Stephen here because it looks like, of course, Ross is frozen. Uh, we can't turn away talent, Stephen. Like here, go ahead, because I, I understand the fit thing, right? Here's the thing with the Ben Simmons situation that I have thought about extensively. Okay, we are not in the position to make him happy. We are in a dysfunctional organization to where if we trade for him here, this is, this is the math that we have to take to somehow I've, I've come up with this. This is to me. Hire me as the GM. This is what we have <laughs> to do. Okay. We have to somehow fire 
David Griffin and revamp the front office a little bit to get a couple people in there and somehow pull off a blockbuster trade for a Ben Simmons. How do you do that? Because if David Griffin makes this trade and brings him in, you're bringing in somebody who is under contract, who has clearly shown that he will just sit the fuck out. Like he doesn't care. Like he doesn't care. And so if you bring him in, and it's a place that people, I mean, look at the national media coverage on us right now. What are they saying? We're moving to Seattle. Let's get the team to Seattle. Dysfunctional front office. Why would he want to play here? So that's the whole thing. That's that. That's and that's a, a very good point. I mean, and if somehow if we can fire David Griffin, revamp the front office, and pull off a blockbuster trade for a, an all-star and a perennial all-NBA guy, then... I how the to your we point, are not going trending in that direction. I'll tell you what, to your point though, if he somehow gets Ben Simmons here, I think somehow he saves his job. I, I really that's do. the fucking worst part though. That's it's a lose lose right now in that situation. Like if, if okay, if he gets Ben Simmons here, then yeah, what you give him a bit of a longer leash and to yeah. what? We've seen it for the past three years. Cool. You can trade for a talent like that, but what the fuck are we gonna put around him? Ross, go ahead. Yeah, I I think I um I the the whole like he needs shooters around him thing i think it's just the most pointless comment ever like ever I didn't say shooters i, I just like it, it, it. it's not it, you it, everyone in the nba is fighting to try and get a handful of players on their roster right everybody wants this very very small group of players i i didn't say yeah. i didn't say that he wouldn't fit i'm not saying that i'm saying that, like you know just over like overview of everything that's going on does he? Would he even want to play here? I worry That's about the, what I'm saying. Let, like, let, let Ross go. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, bro. You're going to worry about that no matter what, though. It's not like, I mean, yeah, sure. That's something you you obviously have a conversation with his people before. Like, hey, if we do this deal, is he going to come in and play or or what? I mean, it, it, he clearly doesn't want to be in Philly, right? I mean, he wants to be anywhere else other than there. I think a fresh start for him is, I mean, not not. It's not even my opinion at this point. They've made it very clear that's what he wants. So. Um, bringing him back to a place that theoretically he has some familiarity with, going to LSU. Um, he was a douche I, I just, to LSU, though, just throwing out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most most guys are. Um, have, you ever, have, you ever been, have you ever been to LSU? Um, yeah, I graduated there, so thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, there you go. Ding, 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 there's your sign. So, um, I, I don't – I just – look, I understand there's some uh, – there's some risk in terms of doing that. But if you can get Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Valanciunas all on one team, that becomes an incredibly intriguing core four. Like, mm-hmm. that, like one of the best in the league. Like This is not one of those like, oh, we've got Ingram and Zion. Like That's a really nice like two-piece. You now become one of the like, – I think it might just be me in here now. But um, – that becomes one of the best core fours in the league, unquestioned. And three of those guys are on the same timeline. So it's a no-brainer to me to get something like that done if you can. I don't care who the GM is. I've made my opinions clear on that. Um, I think to the extent that you can combine those four guys, the rest works itself out. Valanchunas has shown to be a very good shooter. Ingram is a very good shooter. I don't worry about the shooting. I don't worry about the spacing. That's all stuff you can bring in. Um, if, if you find yourself worrying about the ancillary pieces, you've missed the point. Like, 
you don't you don't bring in three all NBA guys and worry about who the seventh guy off the bench is. It's just not that big a deal. The the superstars are how you win in this league, and you want to get as many of those guys on your roster as you can. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I I'm all about Ben Simmons, but I understand. I'm not worried about the player of Ben Simmons. I'm worried about the person that is Ben Simmons because he is. He's been a problem, and he he's been a he was a problem at LSU, right? He basically quit on the team, and then he's been a problem in Philly the last two years. And I feel like he's so soft and gets his feelings hurt, and you can't challenge him. And you've seen the work ethic and bringing his phone to practice and being a distraction at practice, and so on and so forth. And we all saw the playoff series last year, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, personally, you don't turn down all NBA talent. And if right. it takes swap picks right. and it takes Nikhil Alexander Walker and Jackson Hayes and these guys. Send it. Well, we don't have the luxury of turning down an all. No, like, we, we don't. don't. Have that, so, like, and we know, haven't. Like, <laughs> and when's the last time we've had an all NBA talent on the team? I guess. I mean, is that an AD and Zion? Yeah. I mean, imagine yeah. having now. Imagine having Ben Simmons and Zion. Yeah. With an all star. And like I said, I'm with you. I would love, but it's just the will it, that. It's just the questions that hover above it. I don't doubt his talent. I don't doubt the fact that yes, if we put those four guys together and they all buy in, that that could be fucking scary. To play against or you know and it's just it's it's the dysfunction that's going on the media coverage i'll say it again everything that's in the media about the pelicans right now with zion and everything else it luckily we got that game winner last night because if not it would be all negative mm-hmm. i mean they're talking about it's always negative everybody's you know saying you know well, let's move the team they shouldn't be in new orleans you know seattle needs a team again so it's just there's yeah. a lot there that doesn't seem as intriguing to where like i mean i don't know if he has any type of no trade clause do they do that in basketball uh not there's a, a certain like a to a certain extent yeah like, so like, it's he's just fine. he's fine but right. um so maybe you're gonna have this guy under contract for so long and if it's a guy that doesn't you know want to be here maybe he'll buy in later but i don't know well, so, yeah well, i mean that's something listen, you'd have to see hold that's up, just though. all speculation hold up. well we're not talking about those and i know this team's nine and 21 or whatever it may be, but you can tell this team's bought in Willie Green. So maybe Willie Green could be a guy to, True. to change it. Like, you know, last year, I understand Sam Van Gunning wasn't the guy, but Willie Green, this team's bought in. Whether you like it or not, the team's bought in. Um, Ross, address this question what, um, from Roxanne. Like, what would the cost, do you think, honestly, be to get Ben Simmons? Ross, can you hear me? Okay, mm-hmm. never mind. Don't have him. So uh, it would be, uh, Roxanne, probably be, it's a lot. It's the kitchen it's, sink. Yeah. The kitchen sink. First round draft picks. First round draft picks. Alexander Walker. Yeah. Trey Murphy. There. Jackson Hayes. Little nibbles. I would, I would, I'd hold on to Herb. Uh, I wouldn't Somehow, I am going to do that because you need this. I mean, that would be he's close to unmovable. To that would be a fun lineup. Could you watch. imagine Ben Simmons and Herb Jones? Yeah, that would be a fun <gasps> front court defense. I mean, would be you could bananas. you could switch one through five. Oh, easily. That, that would, would be, be lovely. Dude, imagine Ben Simmons, Herb, Zion, Brandon and whoever. And I understand. JV. You're gonna, and no, you probably can't go. J, you could. Why but, not? But people would be like shooting, shooting, shooting. I completely understand where you're coming from because you wouldn't have. I guess space. Um, it would be hard to. It would be yeah. Everybody would be yeah. on top of each other. Spacing would be bad. But. Yeah. So from Bryce here it says everything out of Philly for months has said they want picks and a top thirty player. They're not letting an all NBA talent walk for Jackson on some picks. Um, I agree. Yeah, that's uh, fair. That's fair. That's definitely fair. I know <laughs> from the report of Jake Fisher, he said first round swaps and it would it said take a lot of first round picks. It's going to take some players. Oh, yeah. But that's what um, this, we're talking about Philly here, the trust the process team yeah, that right. that stockpiled p- 
picks for 13 years, right. finally struck gold with Embiid and Simmons and a couple other guys. That's Tobias Harris come in, right? And I mean, yeah. it's just they 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 got they had some good players there, and they uh, it's yeah, I think they would take picks and just a couple guys. Sure. I mean, look, because think it, about it, it could be a three team or two. You can yeah, you, you can, can turn into a lot. You can turn trade. it into a you blockbuster can. with a three team yeah. trade. You also got to think. I mean, there is there is a lot of potential there. I mean, we're we're seeing it. We don't see a lot of growth there, but we could probably trick some other teams into thinking that you know, sure, Hayes still has a really high ceiling. Maybe he does. We we just don't know yet, but. Yeah, we're starting now. Yeah. So let's get to our new favorite segment of fan questions. So uh, we'll start with Mizzle um, at Messi Poboy. That's actually a really good handle. Uh, other trade targets. It's so a good I've, band name. It is. Uh, uh, <laughs> as other trade tar- targets, both hope high-profile rotation pieces. I've been saying this for a while now. I've, I've always wanted Ricky Rubio here. Now, I yeah. mean, with Cleveland, they're, they're doing, going great. I would love Ricky Rubio. I don't think we can get him. But some type of veteran point guard. I think this team is missing. Yeah, we, we don't have a point guard. We, we still don't have, have a point guard. We still have a point guard. We don't right? have a point guard. So one of those guys, I, I think Ben Simmons, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, probably because right now, as you were saying, does he actually want to come to New Orleans? And I don't know if he can control that or not. Um, other trades are, you, you, you see the Buddy Heels, right? I Once again, another kitchen Bring sink. Bring him back. Steven, another kitchen sink I would throw at is um, definitely not. Price definitely not Dennis Schroeder. I'm not a Dennis Schroeder fan. <laughs> um, I am at a discount this I, year. I go Darren Fox. I, I'm a big Fox guy. Um, yeah. People complain about his half court offense, but Darren Fox is a guy that can create off the dribble. Um, yes, I know his shooting's a problem, but people keep forgetting that we have the best shot doctors in the league. Um, and he's actually a 75% free throw shooter, so his stroke is there, Steven. Um, but, but I'd throw the sink at him. I would. I mean, we, we, we kind of had our poor man, De'Aaron Fox, in the lineup, and it took him a long time to come on. So yeah, we'll see how that would fit, you know, in this offense running. I mean, I mean, look, B.I. and Zion, if you can get those three together and run yeah. the court, I mean, you know, B.I.'s running the length of the court in four strides. <laughs> he He's Zion, incredible. If he ever gets back to anything, you know, running like a bull. So, yeah, I mean, we know what Zion can bring, man. Be fast, it would be um, a fast, fast pace. Jamal brings up another good point. I love SGA, man. I love, I love SGA. Yeah, he everybody does. He's stuck in I, hell I, right I, now. He looks so mad He's last stuck night too. In hell. He looked so mad. He's um, playing his ass off. He's stuck in yeah. hell in, in OKC. I mean, yeah, Jamal. If, if I, he could, oh. I'd throw the kitchen sink for sure. But that's at, another team. Uh, we, we, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to trade with the Thunder because they have what? They have 7,000 picks. Guess what? Give them we more can, picks. But that's the whole thing. They would want something back. It's just it doesn't make much sense. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it would work for them. So one of our guys, uh, Joey, asking if we if we acquire Simmons in a trade and he's happy here, does that change the way other players in NBA media looks at this team? Um, it's a fair question. I think that New Orleans gets an – I don't know why we're maybe I'm wrong, Stephen, but I feel like we're always under the spotlight. Like why are like Sacramento's we, a shit show? Like but they didn't they didn't they're have, a shit show. They when has Sacramento mismanaged all NBA talent over the past decade? Marcus Cousins. He played there for what eight, nine years. I'm just saying, why are we always in the crosshairs? Like, I don't understand what we did. Anthony Davis, like it's you're not, starting to see the real Anthony Davis this year. You are juice. We got we got the number one picks 
like we 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 had AD who was anointed the next great thing. We had Zion anointed the great the next but, great thing. But what did we do wrong with Anthony Davis? We gave him we gave him Demarcus yeah, Cousins. We, we gave him Drew Holiday. Yeah. He didn't fucking win, and he's sure. not winning in That's LA. Fair. That's fair. Well, he's got a ring. Okay, but LeBron is a bubble ring. But like you see, when LeBron goes out, that team is different because he is not that guy. Sure, that's fair. But you know, blame New Orleans, blame the franchise, right? But that's what you see as someone who has watched this team as as like your favorite team, right? All of these national media guys only spend 10, 15 minutes on each team, seeing what's going on, and then they run the stupid little heads. I mean, that's what we say every time that a national media gets on something. It's like no. Right. Go talk about LeBron. Go talk about stuff that you actually know. Yeah, because you're bullshit. not focusing. It's just something in negativity that they can bring up around the team. But also at the same time, it's something sometimes yeah. warranted. So um, Joey also asked, "Does Malcolm Brogdon make sense?" Yes, but he can't be traded this year because I think he signed um, the extension. So uh, also a big uh, no. Wait, I don't know. I'm off on that. I don't know, Joey. Uh, but thanks for the question. Uh, Pelicans DoorDash, another guy we love here. Uh, why doesn't the Pel social media team post the? Every day I'm hustling bird anymore. Do we get sued for copyright or is this yet another terrible Griff hire decision? Um, I don't know. I, I do know that other, uh, I think um, other accounts do tweet it, but I do love that. Have you seen it, Steve? The what? Every day I'm hustling with a pelican. It's like, it's every day I'm hustling mm-hmm. and the pelican's just walking up. It's pretty cool, but they don't tweet it after a win anymore. I agree. Let them tweet it, brother. Um, appreciate it. So uh, Garrett Temple of Doom. It says, also recap the Gail Benson interview in-game. I didn't see it last night because I watched every game in mute because my baby's sleeping. Yeah. And my wife's sleeping. Um, but allegedly, uh, Gail was there last night and gave a um, an interview kind of, I don't know if it was, I, it seemed as if David Griffin wasn't on the hot seat. Um, I didn't, once again, I didn't yeah, see the full interview, these, you but you can't say you that. Can't take right. any, you can't right. take these interviews with a, don't take it with a grain of salt. They're not going to go out there and publicly say, yes, my GM right now is on the hot seat. He needs to get his shit together. Like they're yeah. not going to do that. They don't, they've never done that in the history of Everdom. That's just something they don't do. But yeah, I, I like that Gail was there last night. I thought I kind of sent a message like, hey, like I want to support my team in Oklahoma City. I liked it. I, I'm glad that she's trying to get involved. And, you know, Miss B is a great, great woman. She should be. Right, so. I mean, this is her baby. This, yeah. She's the reason that Benson bought him. So yeah. I, she loves basketball. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, she should be there. Yeah. Um, Pelicans fan 12, mayor of Town. I don't know what your handle is. I love that. So, what's the plan for Jackson? I think Jackson's gone by the trade deadline. I just think he needs a um, new scene. I just he he's gone through a lot of different things uh, through his first three years here in New Orleans, and he's just a guy who probably needs a change of scenery. Um, I don't see he's not like he's not better. He's not better than Billy Hernan Gomez right now. No, he's not. Like no. he shouldn't be playing. Like he'll just keep logging DMPs and keep going in Birmingham, but I think you got to get off of him, um, try to just flip him or trade him. So uh, what on happen? What on earth happened to Najee? It's actually a good question here. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, he had such a good end of the year last year and in the summer league, he looked pretty good too, but man, he's, he's really regressed. And I think he's, I literally think he's shooting 8% from deep. Tight. We talked about this. Um, I, don't, I see a lot of uh, not knowing his role, not understanding his role, and that's that's what I'm saying. I think when he first came into the, the beginning of the season, he was trying to dribble a lot and try to create. And like he's not that guy. He's an energy guy, sit in the corner, try to hit threes. And he was doing a ton of dribbling, ton of turnovers, uh, and a lot of bad decision making. So 
I don't think Willie can really trust him. So he's logging a lot of DMPs. I know we just offered him like a two or three year deal. I mean, it's pretty yeah. cheap, but um, I'd like to see Najee more in the G League to get him some run as well. So yeah, we can't um, send everybody to the G League, though. And then why does Sadoransky continue to get minutes? Oh my God, I don't even know. We don't have anybody. That's it. That's it. Sorry, having some technical difficulties. I don't know. So Sato, uh, sorry about that. Uh, so Sato, yeah, I just, there's no one else to. That's play. it. I mean, that's the only answer. Yeah, it's got to be the only be. answer. I mean, um, what what else could it be? I don't, he's just not good at anything. Defensively, he's, he's okay, got some blackmail right? on Willie Green. What's up? Possibly. So um, <laughs> always, guys, we're ca- try to keep doing these, uh, these little YouTube clips here, these little live sessions. We love the comments. Um, if you have any comments, make sure to drop them in the comment section. We'll try to feature them. And then, Pelicans play tomorrow against the Bucks. Uh, big game at home. That's gonna be a tough one. And um, yeah, a little bit. It's be tough. So <laughs> Pelicans actually won two of their last three, playing well. They're actually. Uh, I think there's a stat. Uh, Willie Green likes to look at the season in ten game increments, and they're one and nine. Then they were three and seven, and now in the last mm. ten games are five. It sounds five. like something bad teams do. Well, that's improvement, though. Is what mm. I say, brother. So. Yippee. You're pessimistic. I'm optimistic. <laughs> Anyways, if you're watching right now, guys, like, subscribe, share. Love all y'all's uh, interactions. Thanks for joining the joining us at 9 a.m. on a Thursday. That's awesome. So, um, as always, you can follow us on Talk on Twitter or Instagram. And any questions or anything like that, DM us, comment, all that stuff. Once again, present to you by Boot Crew Media and Company Burger, located at 4600 Ferret Street. Also, if you see these two little black and gold uh, bottles, these are actually water. It's called Liquid Death Sparkling Water. It's fantastic. So make sure, shout out Liquid Death. Cheers. Cheers to the 12. Big win last night. Devontae Graham, second game winner in three weeks. Y'all take care. Bingo. Kisses.